1: .fm or download the free Anchor app to get started.
2: This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Hello and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin podcast. This is with Outdoor Woman, and here's your host, this is Susie Roloff. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, coming to you tonight, um, just uh, sitting here at home. Kind of going to cover some of the things that have been going on the last couple of weeks and uh, some projects I'm working on uh, for the winter time. Now that we're uh, pretty much in the winter right now, Um, but uh, as probably a lot of you saw on my Facebook or Instagram, um, I traded in the Orange Crush. And uh, I got myself a new uh, 2019 Camo Pro Angler 14. Yes, let me tell you, that thing is a tank. <laughs> I didn't think I was actually going to get to take it out for a first outing, uh, but uh, I had uh, Mr. Duke Westcamp get a hold of me and ask if I wanted to participate in the Turkey Bowl that was part of the Hoosier Kayak Bassing. Bassin, sorry. And uh they did like a three-man tournament deal and asked if I uh, wanted to participate and I said, "You know what? Sure, why not. I need uh, you know, get the new PA on the water and kind of get a little bit of a feel for it uh before um, you know, the season is actually officially done." And uh we actually took second place um overall. I think we were close by like a quarter of an inch if I remember right. Um but it was me Duke West Camp and Dusty Yacker, and of course, you know, the guys just totally blew it out of the water. I uh, <laughs> I didn't really catch much of anything, so I kind of felt, um, felt a little bad for that, but uh, kind of being out of my uh, element, because uh, that time of year, um, I rarely fish in that cold of water, and that time of year mainly because uh, Banner Marsh... And uh, Spring Lake and other areas around me closed for waterfowl season, so in order for me to go somewhere, I'd have to drive uh, over an hour to get somewhere, and with, uh, you know... Uh, limited time um, after work there'd just be no way for me to get anywhere before sunset and then uh, weekends have been a little uh, crazy as well trying to catch up with uh, life and other things like that but uh, I'm glad I did it it was awesome and they had an awesome food drive as well I mean they everybody brought in like hundreds of different uh, canned and boxed food and goods to help those who are going to be in need so that was really awesome to see as well And a lot of excitement um, online right now. Um, Hook Bassmaster uh, just came out and announced that they're going to be doing a uh, Bass Nation kayak series next year. So they're going to have about uh, five different events. Um, And uh, they're going to take place, uh, looks like uh march 5th and 6th is when they're going to kick off i think like the 50th 50th um, event and that's going to be in uh i know day two's in gunnersville uh march 14th is on lake fork texas may 23rd on chickamauga in tennessee august 15th uh pretty close uh to home i mean it's about maybe three and a half four hours for me but still close is uh, the Mississippi River in Lacrosse? So that one I'm definitely going to keep my eye on and see how things play out. And then uh, August 29th, they're uh, out in California at Clear Lake. So $250 entry fee and pretty much uh, 100% payout. And the top 20 or 30 places they're paying out. So that's pretty awesome. So I got another player in the uh, kayak fishing world. So that's kind of exciting and interesting to see. And uh, yeah, I definitely got to do some uh, planning and organizing this winter to figure out which tournaments I'm going to hit, which ones, you know, I'm going to kind of focus on and uh, commit to because there's a lot of awesome uh, tournaments and they're on a lot of awesome bodies of water. So, uh, yeah, I definitely got some planning to do as far as that goes. Um, but tonight I was going to try something a little different um, So behind me I've got my little uh, camera stand um, I'm going to kind of try out uh, showing you guys um, what I do when it comes to preparing for the winter time So um, I had posted a picture yeah, on my Instagram and my Outdoor Woman Facebook page of uh, my work table kind of set up And uh, I brought all my... Uh, tackle boxes in, all my plastic storage bait boxes, and pretty much all my gear. So I've taken over the uh, living room for the winter and I'm going to be slowly working on some projects over the winter. I'm going to be doing some uh, cleaning, reorganizing. Uh, I got to take all my reels apart and give them a good cleaning look over. I've got a reel that's been making a not so good noise uh, the last couple of months. So I got to figure out what's going on with that um clean them up uh grease them up and whatnot and then um uh interesting project that I'm gonna kind of challenge myself is um I got two new reels um about a month or so ago and I need to pair up uh with some nice rods with them so I gotta invest in two rods uh over the winter as well and then I should have a pretty good uh fleet uh, for next season, which I'm really excited for. Um, so, but a big challenge for me still is, uh, figuring out, um, how to properly pair my rods and reels. Um, so that'll definitely, uh, take some time and some research And uh, just kind of figuring out, you know, what techniques I'm really more prone to use um, and whatnot. So, yeah. Anyway, um, I am going to uh, put the camera on the back here and kind of show you my little process. Um, I know uh, lots of people like to see how everybody else does it, um, and kind of give you a little bit of my organizing strategy. Um, now again, um, this isn't, you know, something that isn't going to work for everybody. This is just what has kind of worked for me, um, especially during um, the winter time when I'm kind of wanting to figure out what I have, how much I have of, um, what I need to uh, order and restock up on, and kind of what process I've made that kind of help me out. So uh, we're going to switch views here and uh, check it out. Alright, so uh, if you guys take a quick look at my table here, um, I've got a bunch of uh, random stuff just sitting out here that I kind of need to go through in a little bit, but uh, we're going to start this off uh, kind of gradually here. So, what I usually do is uh, I've already emptied all of my boxes that I have used over the um, uh, spring and summer time. And I have divided everything out when it comes to terminal tackle um, into kind of some different uh, categories. So, in my first box here, I've got um, my weighted hooks. And to some people, you know, that might be certain kinds of hooks, um, certain uh, technique hooks or whatever, but... It, for me, and for my mind, and for my organization, I have any kind of weighted hook. So I've got my shaky heads, I've got my um, my finesse uh, mushroom head, and my um, uh, ned rig hooks. I've got my tube hooks, I've got my um, swim jig heads, I've got my, um, uh, these are the weighted wacky rig hooks. <clears throat> And then I kind of got some other different ones in here. I've got my uh, underspin hooks. Um, I've got uh, swim swim bait head hooks. And then you're kind of what you would think of a weighted hook uh, type thing. But I kind of organize them all as kind of under one category. So I've got everything in here. And throughout the season, I'll kind of just... Uh, take out what I need and sometimes not always pay attention when I'm putting hooks back in here um, which I kind of noticed the other day that uh, I had a couple of hooks that were uh, kind of rusted and not looking so good so it's really important to um, not only look over your box but uh, give it a good washout at the end of the season as well because if you've got any leftover water or rust remaining in here and you just let it sit all season it can ruin your entire box so it's really really important to make sure that uh, they're staying clean and uh, not rusting anything out. Um, So that's my first box I've got here. My second box is my regular hooks. Now these boxes I don't take out on the water with me. These are just basically my storage boxes. So um, when I'm meaning to resupply, I'll just pick what I need out of these. Um, but these are just kind of like my storage in the meantime. Uh, these are just my basic simple hooks. Um, I did uh, used to have, um, you know, the hook size in each different compartment, but um, I never kind of kept up with that. Um, but basically, you know, I've got my, uh, my wacky hooks and my drop shot hooks in here. And then I've got my basic, uh, straight shank uh, worm hooks. And then of course I've got my, uh, my wide gap hooks here. Um, different assortment type things too. So again, you know, I'm going to go through and check and see, um, which hooks need replaced. And, uh, what sizes I might need to order and, uh, kind of go from there. <clears throat> Moving on to my next box, and you can kind of see where my Method to the Madness kind of started and ended, (laughs) but um, basically this is my weight box, so I've got all my different weights in here. Um, All these weights right here are your basic lead weights, and then I've got my tungsten drop shot weights, and then everything over through here, down into here, that's all my tungsten weights. I just haven't labeled my uh, weights just yet. Um, and then kind of like a little bit of some etc. cetera things in here as well. So I got some um, underspin spin uh, hook attachments on here. I've got my uh, spring hook uh, things in here. I got my bobber stops and just kind of like some other little et cetera type of things. So again, you know, these aren't necessarily hooks and stuff, but they can still uh, be uh, susceptible to rust and whatnot. So I'll double check to make sure that this box hasn't gotten wet and that nothing in here is going to cause any damage to anything else. So that's what I've gotten there. And so, oh, you know what? Actually, um, I lied. I hadn't emptied out all of my boxes yet <laughs> from this season. Uh, this was actually from um, the uh, the um, turkey bowl. Um, so I had a different assortment of uh, crankbaits and um, uh, lipless cranks. Um, that I took, um, so I've just kind of created a little bit of a pile over here of uh, stuff that I still not, need to kind of go through. Um, but again, it's kind of the same simple concept of uh, what I need to do and what I need to get done. And then of course I had my jerkbait box in here as well, um, which I still need to empty and go out with. But basically what I'll do in the winter time, and I've got a big stack over here, is I've got everything kept in just like a basic container. These aren't the watertight ones like these are because these are the uh, tackle bins that I'll take out on the water with me. But these are just more for my storage. And, yeah, I know it's Bass Pro, but they they were cheap at the time. Um, But basically, um, it's it's kind of self-explanatory. So micro jigs, you know, I keep all my micro jigs in here. And then regular jigs, I just name it jigs. Again, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do it. This is just my method to the madness. Um, I'll try to organize by color. Sometimes it stays that way. Sometimes it's a big mess halfway through the season and I have to go through it. But uh, this is what works for me. And then uh, underneath here, underneath my table, you can probably see a little bit as well. Um, I've got all my boxes of my plastics Um, I'm a little bit OCD when it comes to, uh, storage and organizing, (laughs) so I kind of like to know where I have things, how I have things, and how much of what I have. Um, so this box, you know, is craws and creatures, so anything craw and somewhat creature related I'm going to have in here. Um, so I'm going to go through my packages to kind of see what I have in here, what I need to restock up on. See if anything's been melted together um the uh, z-man turd stuff is kind of uh, notorious for melting if you're not careful with those um, so i'll even go through my boxes as well to uh, see what i need to stock up on what needs uh replenished and uh, replaced um and another thing too is um is checking hooks Um, Now you can see in this box, uh, I've got some some rust going on in there, so I need to go through the hooks in here to see who's uh, causing some trouble in here, or if it's just kind of one of those random things. A couple other important things to note. Um, You know, I've got two big cabinets out in the garage where I keep everything, And, um, I'll just kind of, uh, open the boxes that I need, take what I need out, um, and go from there. Um, definitely, uh, things to work on and, uh, kind of get better at is to make what are called, um, kind of, uh, well, I'm I'm not sure if they really have a name or whatnot, but, uh, have a box that's, uh, already set up and ready to go. For a quick outing. So uh, if you guys watch Tactical Basset, Tim um, Little, and um, I'm having a brain fart <laughs> on his name. But uh, those guys are awesome. And uh, they kind of explain just about anything and everything. And one of their episodes they had talked about having like a couple basic boxes of like specific techniques um already planned out in a box that way you don't have to worry about digging and rooting through you know your piles and piles and boxes and boxes of different baits you've already got one that's ready to go and i actually started doing that for um local lakes around here so especially banner because uh, there are techniques that uh, you are going to use consistently and that aren't really gonna change much. Um, so, what I would do is I would have um, about two or three different boxes, and I would have my top water, so my frogs, my ploppers, my buzz baits, um, my spooks, things like that. I would kind of have those in one box, and then the next box, I'd have like um, my crankbaits chatterbaits, you know, swimming baits, that type of thing. And then my I'd have like a, another uh, plastic box. But one of the great things about having the Hobie Pro Angler now is that uh, with the Outback, I was pretty limited on space. So I kind of had to have all my plastics in separate boxes in my crate on my kayak. Well, now with the Pro Angler, I don't have to worry about that at all. I can have my plastics in a container underneath my seat, and I'm still going to have plenty of room. So now what I need to work on and figure out is um, I did get a couple of plastic bins and I did use one of these. I got these at Walmart. They were like four bucks. And uh, this one, it was actually almost a little bit too big. Um, But then again, it was really stuffed full because I didn't know what to take. (laughs) Um, But uh, again, you know, it's it's all about figuring out what is going to work best for you. Um, and kind of going from there. So that's just kind of a little bit of a preview into my organization and categorizing and storage of my type of gear. Um, again, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Um, obviously this box needs some cleaning out. This one's had a heck of a season. Um, but, uh, don't, don't skip out on, um, taking care of your stuff. Sometimes it does get hard to, uh, kind of keep up with that, especially, you know, those long weekends on the road. All you'll want to do is when you come home is just, uh, throw everything in the garage or in the house or whatever, and then, uh, you know, kind of forget about it. And then you'll be like me and have just a big mess of stuff. (laughs) that you have to go through at the end of the season and you may not even know what uh state things are in like uh that hook's pretty good but I know there are a couple of hooks uh in that pile here that kind of gotten bad and then you know I'll have plastics that have uh obtained other colors from other plastics um so it's just a matter of you know finding time to do that as well during the downtime, but. Now that the season is over, um, there's going to be plenty of time um, to uh, clean, organize, and uh, start preparing. So that's a little bit of uh, my method to the madness of uh, baits and lures and terminal tackle and storage um, and kind of what to, uh, what to do uh, during the wintertime and uh, we'll take a look at a couple of reels here pretty quick and kind of give you an idea of what I do with those. All right, so we're back and uh, I've got my reels all laid out here. So um, one thing that I learned from this past um, October at the uh, Worldwide Women's Federation was uh, something really important about wine that, uh, I never really stopped to think about or consider and uh, that was um, basically you know how to use line wisely to put it in a better sense. Um, so the thing about line is uh, you know you've got your braid and you've got your fluorocarbon and then also mono. When it comes to braid um, depending on the um, pound test it can be fairly cheap and inexpensive. And you can get a lot for a pretty decent price. When it comes to fluorocarbon that's a whole different ball game. You can find really cheap stuff and you can find 150 yard spools that will run 25 bucks or more. <clears throat> so um one thing that uh you know I took from this and that I I'm still kind of dumbfounded as to why I hadn't even really you know thought about this or considered it is that um To save you money, you're going to want to back your line with braid because braid is going to last forever for one thing and your fluorocarbon is going to last you a year um, and you need to change it out. So I've got this spool on here of all this fluorocarbon. I'm pretty sure it's like Seaguar. It's either Red Label or Invisix, one of the two, and you know, that's not really all that cheap, especially the uh, Invisix, and uh, it's going to have to all be shredded out there, whereas, um, and this was done um, after the uh, women's seminar, is uh, I've got this backed with, uh, I believe, 20 pound brain, because it's what I had at the time, and then um, I've got about... Maybe uh, maybe a five foot, anywhere from like a five to eight foot leader on here of, I'd have to look back on my spreadsheet to remember what pound I, I think I have eight pound on here. Um, but that's going to save me a ton of money because, you know, it's not going to be sitting on the spool for um, all the season, that line. And uh, the braid, I don't have to replace it every year. And it's just, it... It's so simple and so cost effective. So uh, that's what I'm going to be working on this season. Um, Now, this is um, a newer reel, so I just changed it out. So I know that that one won't need to be worked on. Um, But uh, I know a couple of reels are going to need some uh, desperate, desperate maintenance. Uh, This is one of them that uh, was making kind of an angry sound. So I'm going to have to take it apart and uh, see if I've got like something in the uh, bearings or the gears in there and see what's going on with that. And then uh, just other basic maintenance. Um, so, you know, making sure everything's greased up and there's uh, nothing um, clogging up your um, your line or your reel or your spool or your gears inside and everything. So... Um, it can be kind of tricky learning how to properly take everything apart because you got to start with your, um, uh, with your screw and your nuts on here, um, which I had to kind of break down and use a ratchet for these because sometimes these can be a little tricky. You take everything apart and then look around in there and then you've got springs in there. So, you know, there are, um, uh, hopefully, um, where you are, uh, local, uh, tackle shops that can actually do uh, real cleaning services, and they'll take care of all of it for you. Of course, you know for a fee and whatnot. Or if you know some good friends um, who can do it, you know for maybe a bit cheaper, or as a favor if uh, if they owe you, uh, can clean up uh, your reels as well. Um, so yeah, like look into uh, some different resources. Um, I know. Um, I mean Bass Pro Shops is okay, but uh, there's another tackle place, uh, kind of local to me in Bartonville, uh, Presley's. Um, I know that they do, uh, reel maintenance as well. So if I have any issues, I can just take something to them, which, um, I am currently having an issue with, uh, my, uh, Shimano, or my, yeah, my uh, Shimano spinning reel. I've had this for probably a good, uh, four years and, um, you know it'll reel just fine now excuse me halfway through the season though it'll feel like i like it's grinding so i gotta figure out if there's just something more going on that i can't see but a long time ago i tried taking apart a uh, spinning reel and i couldn't figure out how to put it back together so i had to take it to presley's for them to uh to work on and put together but uh yeah definitely um you know think about Um, you know cost savings you know because the fishing it's it's expensive and it gets expensive quick you know and if you're spending you know hundreds of dollars just to get line for your reels you know you might spend that a couple of times in a year if you've got straight uh floral on one of your reels or several of your reels so you know you'll want to back it with you know your uh, and you don't have to go super crazy with it either. You can just use a 10-pound braid if you wanted to. Um, again, like I said, I used 20 because that's what I had on hand and I had a ton of it. Um, and um, yeah, all you need is um, just a, um, a liter of whatever line you're going to be using. Now again, you know, this isn't for every scenario um, on the water. But it's pretty good overall and definitely going to save me uh, some money (laughs) uh, when I uh, reconfigure everything for next year. Um, So yeah, that's kind of um, what I have in store for this coming winter and um, uh, an upcoming podcast uh, that you guys will definitely want to check into. Um, I'm gonna be having AJ McCorder, Tom Mullins, and uh, working on getting a couple other guys from some uh, tournament trails. Uh, AJ, of course, you know, is the uh, main guy for the Hobie Bass Open series. And then Tom Mullins is uh, one of the directors for the Michigan Kayak Trail. Of course, me, you know, I'm a director for two different uh, uh, groups right now, which... um, Uh, Probably in my next episode, I'll have a little bit of an announcement into regarding that. So I'll kind of, you know, keep the anticipation going for that. Um, But um, we're going to talk about tournaments. We're going to talk about what it takes to run a tournament. How do you uh, keep a tournament going all season? What what do you need to do um, in the on season, in the off season? There's more to it than what you think. And, you know, we want to give people a really good insight of what it takes to be a tournament director. You know, what what goes on on the back end, you know, why are there all these different rules and um, types of different things to follow. You know, each club is run a little bit different, but there's still the basic bones. And, um, you know, it's not as easy as, you know, some people think. You know, and there's probably a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that you don't even have a clue. So you'll definitely want to check in for that episode as well. Um, and that'll, it might be my next episode or it might be the one after. I know we got the holidays coming up um, and whatnot. So trying to find time to get everybody to sit down um, is always challenging, but uh definitely be uh, on the lookout for that. I'll be making some announcements on my Facebook page when um, that'll be coming up. So you'll definitely want to take a listen to that. And uh, yeah so not much else going on over the winter. Well actually uh, nope just kidding. Um, There'll be a lot of different stuff I'll be getting in to uh, install on my Hobie kayak. Now the PA-14 that I got that is actually my personal boat. So, that one I am going to have a heyday on. I'm going to put lights on it and uh, get it all rigged up to how I want. Um, I've been looking at maybe putting a different wrap on it, um, lots of different things. Um, but I also got to get my trailer um, set up to handle it as well because next spring I'll be getting my team kayak. So, fingers crossed that I'll get the 360 but even again if I don't get the 360 it's okay Um, because you know I'm just more than ecstatic to be a part of the Hobie fishing team again and I'm just I I'm, I'm so excited and the the pro angler is such a versatile boat that you know if I have two of them even more the better you know I've already got a couple events planned next year where I'm gonna be taking somebody out in the other kayak so it's 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 gonna be awesomely amazing (laughs) but uh yeah i'll uh, definitely have a episode and a video on um progress with uh the trailer and the kayak itself uh to kind of show you guys uh what i'm going to be doing with that Uh, i'll be having my brother help me with the lights he's a um what i like to call a master uh light (laughs) installer he um He's kind of a, uh, a Trader Joe and can do anything and everything. So, uh, yeah, I'll uh, bring that to you guys next time. Uh, as far as that goes, that's all I have for now. Um, if you guys want any more specifics on, um, you know, real cleaning, uh, tackle cleaning organization, um, that type of thing. You know, shoot me a message, uh, send us an email, message us on Facebook, uh, go to our website, pal- the letter finncom and uh yeah shoot us a message and uh, i'll talk to you guys next time do you love our podcast and want to help support us even more well now you can you can simply go to patreon.com forward slash paddle the letter n finn or you can also go to anchor.fm forward slash paddle the letter n finn
1: go check out the website guys paddle the letter n and finn.com also check out YouTube youtube.com forward slash paddle and finn if you got a question comment want to hear from a future guest feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and finn at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on social media we're doing giveaways announcements things like that at facebook and instagram at paddle and finn shout out to our show supporters rock town adventures leveling canoe and kayak hammered lures fish mob lures trc covers catch products
0: Oh, that's awesome. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.